I'm Review Cultist. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and I'm Noah. And we're here for Monster Stock Theater. Wait, oh no, not Monster Stock Theater. And we're here for Monster Stocks. I mean, it is kind Tonight, of a, a theater, a theater <laughs> of the mind. It's yeah, a exactly, theatrical yeah. show. We're here to yeah. paint a picture. I suppose. Uh, and we are doing... Noah, what are we doing today? So I suggested last time that we, we talk about... Probably the the most like crazy sort of vampire myth uh, I've ever heard of, and that's the the Penangolin. It's certainly one of the most unique. Yeah. Yes. Definitely um, wins the bio or the uh, the body horror award. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, but it is a a sort of ghost vampire myth found in Southeast Asia, um, a lot in like. Uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, um, there's variations of it in, like, the Philippines and, um, like, uh, yeah, Thailand and some other places. There's a lot of mon- monsters of, like, different names mm-hmm. in, yeah. in like, the, the cultures sort of adjacent to or not too far away from, yeah. from, uh, Malaysia. Yeah, and and seems like traits also vary depending on the region you're in yeah. for the Penangolin. Yeah, so th- there's a there's a lot of variations on sort of this creature, but I think uh, probably the main version we'll be focusing on is the the, the Penangolin, um, yeah. which is effectively a a vampire uh, that is. Like ninety nine percent of the time, it's a some sort of witch or or woman that has used some sort of like black magic or something like that to turn themselves into this creature where they can separate their head and like their lungs and organs, typically like just like their stomach and intestines, from the rest of their body, and it flies around dangling these these parts of its organs and like attacks people or attacks it typically attacks like pregnant women or like newborns which makes it like, yeah. extra messed up um pretty twisted so yeah so yeah. that's like the the uh the the sort of basic concept it's this weird baby eating vampire head with some organs hanging off of it yeah, ghoulish, and like from uh, compared to other vampires, it is actually <clears throat> kind of different because it isn't like it has to like rest during the during the day. It actually is a living human during the day. Yeah, so it's actually kind of like a like a vampire witch. Yeah, it's it's like, it's not supernatural till like nightfall, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Does it need to like eat? people food during the day though because i i tried to find an answer to that and i couldn't because maybe that's just like an errant thought of Hmm. of like an outsider to the culture that like this this basically spirit is is common to but if anybody knows like i would genuinely love to listen to someone for hours talk about this thing (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it, it's it's real real strange, and it's it's got this um, like there's it all does these have a tell. yeah, and there's there's these all these different ways that it could be like created. Um, yeah, so I read a lot of origin stories. Yeah, uh, like there's there's like v- like a lot of stuff based around like vinegar and stuff like that. Yeah, um, like that's one of the tells for it. Like uh, the differentiates it from uh, another person during the day. If the person smells like heavily of vinegar, um, chances are it's a, they're a penangolin or or somebody who uses vinegar a lot. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's such an odd thing because vinegar is such like a a tool for cleaning in so much like 
older mm-hmm. uh, cleaning methods, at least in like like German stuff. Um, yeah. That like it's it's odd that like clean. I would have attributed vinegar to something more like a salt if I was like had to guess because mm-hmm. it's it's like a purifying agent in some ways or like a preservative. Oh, maybe it's to yeah. preserve its pickled organ. Yeah. Well, apparently um, when the pangolin returns to its body at, uh, before like the dawn or something, um, it will bathe its organs in uh, a vat of vinegar um, to shrink them to make it easier for it to like go put its organs back in its body. Oh shit. That's really interesting. That's cool. Jesus. Yeah. This shit's uh, and wild. On the, the topic of origins, I did, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm just, I'm really just looking at the wiki. <laughs> but, yeah. um, uh, I see that, um, one of the origins, it was like a priestess or something was, uh, bathing and like meditating in a, uh, a, a bath that used to house like a lot of vinegar and some guy like intruded on her and she looked at, like, she looked so sharp, like startled and whatnot. She looked so sharply at him that she s- pulled her head off her body, and <clears throat> along came her uh, also her organs, and so she just st- became this monster and started like terrorizing this guy for interrupting her meditation. <laughs> Do not creep on women that are bathing. Yes. Don't creep on anyone that is bathing. That shit. I'm on the. I'm on its side now. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. don't don't creep on anybody. Yes, I said. I said nobody. Okay, don't be a peeping tom. No, don't, don't be a peeping perv. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's also typically described as being a midwife, which kind of ties yeah. into the whole mm-hmm. feasting on on babies. Oh, sweet little baboos! Ooh, <laughs> it's such an and I've sort of looked around and like there's a lot of like different. Uh, ways that people like can describe dealing with with one such monster or like the the after effects of being attacked by one such monster and my I think my favorite was it was like if you touch or are touched by the organs basically you like burst out into these like really painful boils oh god <laughs> that need to be treated by like um what was the word like a I'm definitely going to mispronounce this so I apologize in advance. Um, Bomo, uh, which is like a traditional uh, medicine practitioner in uh, Malay culture. Um, and I like, oh, that sounds like horrible, especially considering that I, I think Review Cultist said before we started recording, like, I- I've just been thinking about this thing strangling people with its organs. And I was like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. a bad one no matter what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, According to the wiki uh, that I'm seeing, it it has um, powers like multiple powers while it's in its this uh, the head form, um, passing through walls or in some cases um, oozing through cracks in floorboards of houses to get through into them. Um, but it can also use its like intestines and organs as tentacles. <laughs> it's just just grasping yeah. appendages. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there's it's all sorts of yeah, creepy. <laughs> it's it's real, real gross. Um, and there's apparently like a bunch of different ways you can kind of deal with a penangolin. Um, mm-hmm. I think my personal personal favorite is the turning its body over while it's out, <laughs> so that yeah. it will attach in reverse when it comes yeah. back. That's definitely that, the best way to defeat one. I love that shit. And apparently, it's a non-lethal way. So yeah. the person's still alive. They're just their heads on backwards. Yeah, they'll just have, like they'll just have to pop it off the next day or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, How do people not recognize their friend's face though? I mean, um, if a head does, with a bunch of yeah. organs come flying at you in the middle of the night, I don't know yeah, if you're gonna. I, really... I guess I am gonna be looking at the organs. Yeah. And I mean, like, they do, like, kind of change a little bit. Like, they do get, like, fangs um, and, like, a longer tongue, I think. Uh, like, the fa- like the fangs specifically, like, uh, it depends on region to region. Sometimes it's, like, just two fangs. Sometimes the entire mouth is just fangs. So, like, there, it does become semi-monstrous yeah. <laughs> on top of, you know, being a head with organs flying in the air. Yeah. Um, 
So some other ways of like preventing being attacked by a penangolin is like just have a bunch of like thorny crap all over your house. So yeah. if you have like thorny plants or like fruits, even like pineapples and stuff like that, and just kind of leave that around your house, it will help like dissuade like a penangolin from trying to attack. Um, I mean, you could also, speaking of thorny things that prick and cut, you could also just pour a whole bunch of glass down the body. Uh huh. Oh yeah. That's just <clears> down <throat> the neck. I would argue yep. that that's the most. <laughs> Uh, vicious way to get rid of it, let's say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know, I watched, um, well, I watched a review of uh, a movie uh, from uh, Bali called uh, The Mystics of Bali, and the the priest in that one, or the, the, the Bomo, um, went to the, found the body, and just stuck um, toothpicks in the, the neck area, so that when she returned to her body, she had, she realized that she couldn't put her organs back into the ball into the neck so they're just like oh, sticking man. out and, he, and she's just like oh crap <laughs> yeah. i'm fucked <laughs> um or you can even just like uh cremate the body if you can find it like yeah the traditional vampire kind of method yeah. which yeah there's a there's a couple couple different ways of handling these things all of them sound kind of awful <laughs> Yeah. Backwards head is cool. I'm not going to let anyone dump on backwards neck. That is sweet. Yes. It's like it's a, almost like kind of like a... Sorry, yeah, what were you saying? I was just going to say, it's like that bit in fucking Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like it's got like kind of a, a, a karmic comedic yeah. uh, design to it. It's just a good, good prank that you can pull on your yeah. organ I, vampire friend. <laughs> I feel that you like, don't want to hurt, but or you don't want to kill, but yeah. like, I'm doing this stuff messed up. I think like that is the method you do if you're running like if you're using this this creature in like a game or something like that. If you're doing something kind of like lighthearted, like maybe like Monster of the Week or whatever, like that's the way that you do it. Kids fighting monsters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the kids pour a bunch of jacks down its <laughs> neck. Oh god. Yeah, that's that's the little fears game. Yo. Oh god. Yeah, there it is. We found the uh, distinctions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Call of Cthulhu, probably the birding and stuff of that. Yeah. Although, you know, depending on, on your on your players might be the, the non lethal route as well. So hmm. So why I first learned about the Manic Penangolin is actually Shadowrun. Because, oh, really? Because <laughs> in the fourth edition, like, Runner's Companion, where it has all, like, the really crazy rules for making, like, playable characters and stuff like that, they have rules for, like, running um, ghouls as, like, playable characters. Oh, and the Penangolin is, like is, is, is in there as, like, a, a, a variation on the ghouls. Huh. Right, because they have meta variants, right? Yeah, there's a like bunch the, of different meta variants for, like, all the different vampiric uh subspecies and stuff like that so that's awesome that's cool yeah. i read a, i can't remember it for the life of me but like almost 10 years ago i read a short story um on on obvi the internet um that i, I think i got to it somehow from like uh what was what was there's like a a japanese horror blog that i read like saya in darkness or like saya underground mm -hmm. or something like that and that led me to this, and I really liked it, but I tried to find it for this, and for the life of me, I couldn't. Um, and then, of course, role-playing games sort of began to uh, adopt it and, you know, yeah. potentially yeah. even appropriate it into into their stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the, the actual mythology of it, I think, is really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, um, there's actually even, like, a not quite the same but uh, a similar, like, Japanese ghost uh, called the, the Rokurokubi. Oh, the long neck lady? Yeah. And there's a variation on her where it's just her head floating around called the, the Nikkei yeah. Kubi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I remember those ones from uh, it's Hellboy's anime things, actually. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, so <laughs> like, there's, you... there's something about the uh, about floating heads and, like, organs... In, in I mean, it's yeah. it's aesthetically, it is like such a visceral uh -huh. thing to see. Like, 
yeah. it's it's very good. I just so much of of like monster stuff so often is like based on like cultural fears or uh-huh. or like some some like important thing that like we as outsiders would like obviously not fully understand. Oh yeah, totally. I, yeah. Like I wonder what like the the origin of this monster is. Like I don't know if it was just like, oh this is a fucking sick ass monster design. Let's incorporate it. Or if it like has like actual impactful like cultural significance. Yeah, like what what part of that particular culture like inspired this thing? Like when when they were talking about the like the painful sores and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. it almost reminds me of like a jellyfish or even like a um a man o' war, yeah, something like oh, that. That's actually, um, I mean, there's always the the traditional plague stuff. Yeah, that too. But like, um, yeah, I, I the more the more that I talk about like monsters and and spirits of of mythologies that like are not my own i feel like the less comfortable i am talking about it if that makes sense because like i don't want to upset anybody exactly i don't want to i don't want to be like that gross white dude but like Mm -hmm. it's just same time though it's fascinating it's it's super cool and yeah so so like i have very conflicted uh, opinions on it yeah and I, like i i, I don't want to i don't want um i think i speak for all of us when i don't want to like make light of this particular thing especially since it's very different from our own personal like you know cultural understanding and stuff like that but it's there's yeah. just something about it that is very visceral very kind of across the board creepy and and everything about it is terrifying yes everything like um review i think that's also i was just gonna say uh, i think review cultists put it very well when it's like it has this very intense sort of junji ito like otherworldly like terrifyingness to it yeah. Is this a bad time to mention that I fucking hate Junji Ito's shit oh, and how he's a oh, hack? Oh. He he bores me so much. I'm sorry. His I, I did a whole video about it on a different YouTube channel. <laughs> and it got like, I think it's like almost 100,000 views right now. And oh, damn. boy howdy, it was universally hated. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean... It is I mean, an again, unpopular like, opinion, but fuck Ito's yeah. gross-out bullshit. It is boring. He's a good artist, but goddamn, is it pedantic. Here's a bunch of boils on a face. <laughs> there, I, I, I have, in, in recent years, like, found other artists, like or other manga artists, uh, as a result of, like, looking for Jinji Ito stuff, like, in Japan. But yeah, like, I mean, like, everybody's open to their opinion, so... <laughs> Don't like Chinji Ito. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. But like, Juan Notane, like, I will recommend Masaki until I fucking die. Oh, I, yeah, I think that's actually one, like, I've recently discovered. <laughs> oh, dude, this shit is like, in the video I said that he is like, that the Fun Notane series is like, the vine of horror manga. Because Vine is just, like, these short seven-second videos, and these are just, like, these short, like, four-page horror stories, and I find that so much more effective. Yeah, I knew exactly. Okay, I, like, just Google imaged uh, Masaki Horror Manga, and it's like, yep, there's the face, the reflection. It's so fucking good. Weirdly (laughs) enough, the one that really shook me, I mean, I know it's not, like, on topic, but it was, um, the one that really... Uh, shook me was it's like about a child who has to leave the school a little late and they talk about this like strange man who waits outside uh and asks the children to like come outside and play with him or something and when we finally get the reveal it's like this really cheap cheesy looking scarecrow man with like a almost rectangular uh bag head and he just starts to okay. shake, and like something about the silhouette that that cast really stuck with me. Like, it, 
It's, it's, yeah. He's better than Ito. Fuck you. Fight me. I will die on this hill. <laughs> back to it's our fun. good, good organ friend. <laughs> yeah, back to back to. Let's go. Let's go back. I was actually going to say earlier. It's like I think like yeah, like there's there because like we're we're from a different culture and looking at it, it's like kind of the uh, how like Japanese horror kind of in, like super got popular in the out here uh, in the West because of like how just how like different it was. And like how, mm. like, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it, there. It's we we we're so used to like the stuff that we have, and then like when we come across this stuff, it's just so damn intriguing and yet terrifying because of the out of context. Yeah, and like there have been movies about this creature, like as <laughs> as recent as like uh, 2013, I think, is one of the more yeah. recent ones. So like. It's definitely a piece of, and if it didn't start that way, it definitely has become almost a piece of pop culture. Yeah. Um. So, like, this I feel a little more comfortable doing because it has been made into movies that are, mm-hmm. like, designed to be the- digested yeah. by and, a broader audience. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Ravi Colson said, there's a movie, it was um, something of... The, uh, the Mystics of Bali. Yeah, which is an actual, like... Malaysian or Indonesian film, like horror film about the Penangalan. So yeah. even yeah. that particular culture is using it in a sort of oh, that's what I'm saying, entertainment like, way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not talking about like, I don't think there's, there's uh, like an American movie mm-hmm. with this, no. with this monster in it. But like, I, I would be surprised. To see. Exactly. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I mean, we say that, but I mean, like, I'm sure, like, the coming 2020, Mystics of Bali reboot or Americanized reboot, like The Grudge God. or The Ring or uh, that that, that certainly was a time in American horror yeah. cinema. I would describe it as one of the the least enjoyable times because the original movies are so much fucking better. Yeah, I I, I still like I I haven't seen the original like Ringu and like grudge but i do want to actually like go out and see them because i'm like i i was creeped out when i saw the first grudge game or grudge movie so i can only imagine how creepy the the original source material is so i think that the it's been it's been a while i'll admit that off the top like off the top but like i believe that our the grudge is based on like joan like two or three um oh okay it yeah the Definitely watch the first one though. It's a lot more of like a vignette style one, but oh my god, like yeah, I love it. I I was really 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 into um like Japanese Korean uh, and and Chinese horror for a while. Um, nice. So yeah. I can I can give you some good wrecks off the off stream or whatever to please to really do. catch some good <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even like again, like a thing against like the whole like Americanized reboots. Like I watched um, Wreck, like, the Spanish horror movies, the the Wreck series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Quarantine, which was the Americanized like adaptation of it, and it was just so bland compared. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty boring. Those are still going. I think they just released like Wreck Seven. I. I thought they were only on Rec Four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, the number is coming out of my butt, but I believe yeah. that they did just release another one in Spain. Yeah, yeah, I, I think they did. Um, but anyway, going sorry, going back to Pen- the Penangalan. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, do we want to do like a an adventure in a in a role playing game about confronting our dear sweet organ friend? Yeah. That works. What system do we want to design hmm. this in? Because I feel like designing to a system is the most important part of writing a good adventure. Well, do we want to go the serious, like the super dark serious horror route, or do we want to go the kind of like, um, like we said earlier, kind of like ch- uh, like children dealing with a monster and like that kind of route, like horror, like. Well, if the setting. And and let's let's just see if y'all like this one. If the setting is say like 
an orphanage or something like that, but it's also an orphanage that doubles as like a midwife place and like a birthing hospital mm-hmm. for like the region. Yeah. Then we could definitely have have children involved, and it depends on like the the level of like children in peril that we want to do. Because if we're playing yeah. it playing it seriously, I feel like playing an adult would be more appropriate. And if yeah. we're playing it for kicks, I feel like playing the the Scooby Doo gang might actually be quite interesting. Yeah. Oh that's my! What I meant by it, like, the, could you imagine if Fred ripped the mask off, but he did just pull out all of the organs? Chinkies. <laughs> uh, that'd be like if if uh, Mystery Inc. Scooby Doo went on for like a couple more seasons because that show got oh, yeah. real weird. That show. Was, <laughs> that show was wild. I really like that. Yeah. So did I. Oh god. Um, yeah, like it's just oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> we, we, honestly, that could be like uh, like the start of the game. Like it, we're we're trying to like find this thing, and there's nothing really innately supernatural. Like we just like all the clues are there for it to like it, that it could be like just like some kind of like uh, like serial kind of killer midwife. So yeah, we want to play. A two a play, a play in two acts is what you're yeah, saying. Exactly. Play it straight until the reveal. Yeah. So we're playing our lighthearted, goofy child horror game, and then when we pull the mask off to reveal that the monster was actually the midwife, we do pull her entire organs out. Yeah. Yes. Like the the confrontation has to happen at night and yeah. It just Oh it okay, what if the confrontation takes place during the day, but the unmasking reveals right as the sun goes down. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Um, I, I, like I, I feel like if we're doing child main main characters, I feel like Little Fears is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... That is definitely the leading one. <laughs> yeah, I think something along those lines. I was thinking, because, I mean, if we're going, like, the actual, like, Scooby-Doo route, they would be, like, mid to late teens... And yeah. that mm. sudden, like, swap over, like, really... <laughs> I mean, you can still do Little Fears mid to late teens. Um, yeah. Yeah. They just don't have as much belief <laughs> as they did as... Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh the they're younger. gonna, though. Uh, oh, I, yeah, no, I mean, they're gonna believe, <laughs> but they're not gonna have... I was I was wondering if their belief would just plummet the second that they pull yeah. a woman's head off. <laughs> just oh God, like, no, yeah. okay, all of our childhood whimsy is gone now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the fear track is, like, at least half full by that point. Like, in that instant. Okay. Uh, I like, like the penangalang is getting, basically, like, all the belief points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then... I, so then let's let's design the first half like what yeah. what is our intrepid group of of investigator kids what are they looking into and why cuz i don't think it's appropriate for the mystery they're investigating to be the consumption of a pregnant woman um no uh, that, that that's the hmm hmm i, I feel mean, what if oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I, f- I feel like just making it more uh, a series of, like, missing women or, or something okay. along those lines. Maybe not out and out, like, you know, cannibalism or, or, or whatever. But starting it off light, and then once the, the mask comes off, it gets a little bit more grisly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would, like is, again, like, there's nothing with, like, when the Penangolin, like, starts to feed... Um, the the victim usually contracts like a wasting disease or something like that. So like, would it be too much? Like, if it was like like some of the the, the women in the other side of the this hospice orphanarium thing um, are are just getting sick. I was gonna actually like, go with the boils. Yeah, the um, boils. Yeah, but like the wasting disease, I feel like is a lot more interesting. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it could definitely start as one and kind of progress into the other as they continue, like, their investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so then a lot of the employees uh, are getting sick. Things. Yeah. Okay. Except for Except for, like, one or two. <laughs> yeah. Like, ex- like some of the midwives, yeah. Yeah. Now, how easy is the mystery? Like, 
Act one, <laughs> do we only have to investigate, like, two people, or do we have to investigate, like, three or four? Um, I guess it depends if you want, like, a, want it to be a, a like, a, like, one session or, like, a two-parter. Like, at the end of the first part is when you reveal, is, is like, when they think, like, the, the mystery's over, and then you pull off the head. <laughs> um, and then, and then the next se- uh, episode or the next session is finishing is, is finishing the job. basically. Then let's, let's make it modular then. Like yeah. there are additional people you can investigate. Mm-hmm. Cause there is something punchy about, about that, like mid episode break. But I also really love the idea of being like, oh, this session was really short. Oh, well, here's our... Oh, no! (laughs) What the hell? Do we want to have it... um, Because I've seen this a lot recently is uh, we provide, like, the cast of, like, NPCs with, like, the core cast of, um, like, uh, who, who, who could it be? And then just kind yeah. of leave that up to the GM. So, like, no two people running it would necessarily have to have like the same. Oh. Also, make the make the make the suspects modular as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, have maybe like four or five like core characters for the orphanage, and then make each one have like their own uh, variation on why they could be the the Penangolin. I yeah, like and then that. Just leave that, and then you know, everybody has like their own like you know clues and everything that kind of lead them to it being them. But only one of them is the the real one, and that's up to the GM. I I yeah. say we we take that just like one sconch further because that's fucking beautiful. I love that. If you have adventures that have mm-hmm. been doing that, let me know because I want to buy them and read them. Okay. Um, but I say we take it one step further. In addition to the dramatis personae that we have. We have a list of clues and a list of like red herrings, mm. so that way a game master can incorporate the different clues coupled with the different actors misled by the different red herrings. So yeah. that way the clues can just be dragged and dropped to like whatever and wherever. So that way no adventure is the same. So yeah, and like, do we want to like? Because I I feel like I've been like thinking right now, like for the last like five minutes. Do we want to have the vinegar smell be a clue or a red herring? Like, like have them all be like smell of vinegar, but then it turned out that like that's just like how like they like kind of like they I, they work with vinegar. They clean I, the I, floors I, with vinegar. Yeah, I yeah. feel like um, because it's like part hospital or whatever. There's gonna be a lot of like chemically say- astringent smells all over mm-hmm. the place. So. Vinegar is just one of those smells okay. that's in there, so yeah. you could easily say, "Oh, it's like you know formaldehyde or or vinegar st- or yeah, or some sort of cleaning agent or something along those lines." Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so then are you? The, they investigate to find out, like, oh shucks. Why why aren't people eating all the food we have? And then they look to find like who's stockpiling the food, but we have all this great food. Why is this person sleeping with scissors under their bed? Uh etc cetera, etc, cetera. but like what are we investigating? Like how do I want to phrase this? Like we're investigating the 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 people who are sort of wasting away. Mhm. How do we get that that jump from they're wasting away to this person is causing them to waste away without ju- without the the jump to oh it's a it's a a monster that is causing them to waste away like is poisoning such a thing is what sorry like like uh poisoning someone so that they like stay bed bound like would that be a good segue between wasting disease poisoning oh shit it's actually a monster. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking, like, for, like, the people are getting sick is that, like, the, the kind of mundane, as- like, aspect of it, or the mundane explanation is that, like, somebody is poisoning the, uh, um, the, the, the people. And that's why, and, like, so, or, like, people, like, there's some kind of, like, yeah, like, that, we need to find, like, a way to make that kind of, like, more, like, uh, like, outstanding, or, like, more, like, have an outlaw, like, it's, like, like, these people are getting sick 
Um, but not from like, and like, it doesn't look like it's like from a, just like a, like a passing like disease. It's like, maybe they are like, maybe somebody is poisoning them. Okay. Mm. And so maybe, maybe like during the adventure, just to sort of hint at it while they're sort of investigating, like they bring in the, the Bomo and maybe the children, there's a, a chance for them to overhear yeah. uh, the practitioner, like talking about how. Uh, something's off and like, you know, maybe not want to talk about the fact there's probably a monster in here in front of the children. Right. Maybe, maybe they overhear the, uh, the Bomo like under his breath say like Penangolin. Ooh, I like or, that. Like, and like that's what sparks the children's like, or the kids like, um, uh, interest or like kind of like their, their imagination because like they, because I assume we're doing this in Malaysia or in like Indonesia. Oh, I assume this is a period <laughs> piece. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, so like, like they'd know, like you'd roll like a, like a lore check or something like that to know, like to get them to know like, oh yeah, you remember your grandmother told you this or your, like your parents have uh, told you this or something like that. Or like, it's a cultural thing. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine would, with that. And then, like, yeah, like, they're, they're instantly, like, again, like, because kids generally do kind of think that route, or, like, they think that somebody's, uh, or they think, like, somebody's trying to do something like that, it's, that's what sparks it. Let's go unmask the monster. And yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> we go through the route of investigation, we do all that stuff, the, <laughs> all adults who could have helped have left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or oh, like the yeah, all the ones that could help um, suddenly start getting boils and have to like call in sick, basically. Oh god! Well, I think we're still in the day f- the day period. Yeah, because I think that there might be some. Oh, okay. Let me eat my own words here. I feel like there are some adults who are definitely gonna get eaten. Oh yeah, in front of these kids. <laughs> okay, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, are we are we still like going with like? The kids like suspect, and like they're just trying to find proof of like that this person like is poisoning the the other people. Yes. Or are we are we are we going on the assumption that like they just they straight up like they in their investigation they just straight up see somebody get eaten? <laughs> Phase two is definitely Phase when a human being happens. gets eaten. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, but so like the sun has set, and we have solved the mystery. It turns out that it was midwife A. Let's pull that mask off and bingo. <laughs> or we tire up or something. Yeah. yeah. Or do, we, do we want to have, like, the kids go get, like, the local constabulary and, like, yeah. the police officer, like, does the, the unmasking or whatever and then they just get chomped? Yeah. Like, so, immediately? like, yeah. Just we pull the head off and it just comes right out in front of these kids. Abracadabra, here's the best magic trick. Dead. Dead police or, officer. Or or uh devil's advocate here. First session, little fears. Second session, Kel of Cthulhu. <laughs> or another <laughs> or thing. Where you're now playing the constabulary trying to protect these kids as the monsters. I now. I do actually like the like, two part adventure that suddenly swaps systems like halfway yeah. through. I do that, kind of like that. No like, one's I, done that before, and that I, is I delightful. I, yeah, fucking, I know people have mentioned it, but I'm like, talking yeah. like I've never seen anybody publish that. I've definitely oh, yeah, run yeah. a game like that. Yeah. But like I'm a sucker for this shit. So yes, definitely you now play the constabulary. <laughs> it, and it, it comes is in, Delta Green. So I'm I'm thinking it comes in like a little packet, like one of those like free RPG day packets. Yeah. And oh, like yeah. halfway through it's printed upside down and it has all the character sheets for COC or Delta Green or whatever on the front half when it's printed right side up. It's your little fears or or what have you. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> little fears yeah. or like just monsterless monster of the week or, or, yeah, uh, or not monster uh, not monster of the week um monsters of monster the no thing yeah yeah you could you could convince your boy to play monster of the week with this though like when the oh. bomo leaves he goes and like gets the people who fix this problem yeah like they show up <laughs> what's the isn't there a gumshoe uh a horror gumshoe i mean, I, I mean that's what i'm thinking of fear itself 
I think itself, it is I think Fear you, Itself. Yeah, and Fear Itself, you can, you could technically tweak to play as children as well. Yeah. So like, but you could, you could actually do Fear Itself one side and then Knights Black little, Agents on the oh, other. Oh God. Yeah, because well, that's like agents would work perfect because they've got the vampire generator. Yeah, where um, it's like a secret conspiracy of penangulants. Yeah, we're we're, we're in the uh, we're in the uh, Indonesian uh, or Indonesian um, Delta Green. Yeah, it's if you've seen. Oh God, where's where's Jakarta? Hold on a second. Talk amongst sure. yourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I really like the idea of like little fears, and then nope, we're going to Alcabilu now. <laughs> Just, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely it's... if we are switching systems, we have to give system whiplash for yeah. sure. Jakarta is okay. in Indonesia, by the way. Jakarta is in Indonesia, so you go from playing like some kids to playing the guys from the raid oh, <laughs> fighting Penangulans. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So oh, so then, do you, I guess my question is, do you want this to be a modern game? Because in my head, I've been envisioning everything by, like, I, oil lamp and things like that. Oh, okay, so you're going... So, like, I... Oh, man, you could really do it either way, I think. Like, yeah. They're, they're both I, so interesting. You could even do it, like, if you want to do, like, a, a campaign, you could start in olden days, and, like, the end of that adventure is the thing gets away... And then, and the like, kids, oh, so many the, years later, it comes back, and you're yeah. you're playing in a, a newer system or something like that. that yeah, or and like, so the yeah first first session or even the second set oh yeah first session is like kids on on like on like solving the mystery and like unraveling uh, like like finding the suspect and then like oh it's old man or it's old maiden or it's old maid uh, withers or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, boom, penangolin, and then it is it attacks, scares off the kids and escapes, and then the next session is, like, 30, 40 years later, and the kids have grown up. Yeah. Like, like, and you're like that. So, I'm getting, shit. I'm all of a sudden getting, like, a real it vibe. Yeah, no, no, for sure, yeah. That's what I was going um, with, too. And I'm also thinking, maybe, like, I really, really like this idea, but we might also be getting a little too lofty with our, <laughs> our scenario creation. <laughs> Pitch but, it. Just go. Yeah. Um, no, what is it, Noah? I'm like, you have me. Reel yeah, me no, in. No, no, I'm just saying, like, going from, like, doing, like, this big campaign that spans, like, 30 years or whatever from when you're, like, you know, friggin', like, like Stranger eight, Things ten. in Indonesia fighting a, a vampire midwife to all of a sudden, like, years later, you're all, like, you know, part of like the the special police in indonesia and the thing comes back and it's like got a lot more penangolins with it like it's got yeah it's got like a coven of them yeah i mean the penangolin does eat everyone in the hospital orphanarium except yeah. for the kids so it would only yeah. make sense that they are recruited yeah mm -hmm. um <laughs> God, man! <laughs> At that point, you got like a Monster of the Week campaign because, like, it's it, like basically like the middle years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. There's there's a lot of, of fertile ground that we have created in this, and honestly, like, you could kind of exchange this setup with like any monster. You won't get the really good Scooby Doo unmasking, but uh -huh. like, you could do this in theory with like any monster. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Okay, so what are we doing then? What's our what's our final choice? Oh, okay. Um I think Oh man, I think we should keep I think we should scale it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just have for, it for be this, like this thing. Yeah. the kids unmask and then stuff goes really, really bad. Um do we want to have it be the kids mm. solve the problem in the second half, or do we want to have it be like the local police, maybe with like the Bomo shows back up with like his squad, like to, yeah. to are, take care are of we, the thing. Are we doing a period piece or a modern piece? Um, <laughs> because if we're doing period piece, I think it would be more interesting to have the adults than than if it was a modern piece, because then they just have guns. I think, um, but I like the idea of trying to bludgeon 
the monster to death with like just super under equipped monster fighting weapons. I want I want to say let's do this like I don't know. I definitely think it should be a more of a period piece. It should be something where like you're not just going to show up with like the national guard or whatever. I think yeah, it should like definitely be or something like that. Yeah, it should definitely be kind of rural. So yeah. like the police that show up are going to have like some, you know, Clubs. 1910s like like the most they're going to have is like a, a revolver on a lanyard that they share between everybody or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or like okay. just a rifle, like a hunting rifle or something. Yeah, something along even. those lines. It's going to be okay. like we can, we can put guns in this puppy. I don't have a problem. Yeah, I are think we like, playing like 1900s is probably yeah. like the time frame I'm thinking. I was I was jumping into like the 1200s. <laughs> okay, so just like like tr- like yeah. I'm talking like, like true village. ancient ancient stuff, like mm. compared to our you know a hundred year average lifespans. Um, gotcha. But, like, if we want to include, uh, like, older firearms, I have no problem with that. Um, Are we playing adults or are we playing kids? Because I do like the idea of children just filling a corpse with glass like a bad pinata. (laughs) Well, yeah, the Monster Squad is is definitely a good option. Um, Okay, so what if (laughs) you can play the kids, but the adults are there? But they're more like distractions and set pieces, like desperately trying to kill this monster, but nothing they do will work. And so it's up to the kids to actually like survive the night and prep the body to be destroyed when mm. when it is destroyed. So you have parent points that you spend <laughs> to destroy yeah. the monster. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can expend parent points to get adults to like be in the way. Like the children might not be actively doing it in universe but you the player decide yeah. when to so spend the parent little, point okay. to get someone killed we we, yeah. we take a little bit of slasher flick and and and, and, and bolt oh, it onto whatever into... system reason yeah or i'm so like down gum, with that or, or even use gumshoot or use fear itself uh, for kids but have the preparedness points be the parent points now now there is a gumshoe <laughs> system yes. for kids called bubble gumshoe oh. Oh my yeah, god, I, you're right. I there have is. the Bubble Gumshoe book. So do I. So do I. Um, are we, totally we going to play Bubble Gumshoe instead of Little Fears? Um, uh, that would, might be. Might I think. Work. I, I think you could use Bubble Gumshoe and then add on some one of like some of the horror stuff from the other Gumshoe systems. Just kind yeah. of like bolt it on. I mean, yeah, I mean the yeah Fear itself, Esoterica or Esoteric or Esoterist. Esoter- yeah. Um, and uh, even Knights Black Agents, like they're. Like there's rules in the I think in those books on like how to transfer them over and like I've read them, basically you just add aberrance to a, like a monster stats, yeah. and that's yeah. basically they're at like they're like general athletics and like supernatural I, points. I so. do kind of like using bubble gumshoe for like the more investigative kind of nature of the game up until it's oh shit we have to go and fill a body that's somewhere. Full of glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Phase phase one, bubble gumshoe. Phase two, still bubble gumshoe or little fears? Still bubble gumshoe, but with like fear itself elements, I think. I'm into it. Let's yeah. do it. Does okay. bubble gumshoe have, honestly, like legitimately, I kind of want to run, the, like play this game. Play or run this game, really. <laughs> I would love to fucking play in this. Yeah. This is a, this is a fun adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does, does bubble gumshoe have a preparedness like point pool? That I don't remember. I'm okay. not sure. Worst uh, case scenario, we just add one. Yeah, exactly. Just tack it on. Yeah, and I also feel like even from like a creepy pasta point of view or like like a story point of view, you could just take like what we've just come up with and just make that a story. <laughs> so oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, then phase two is pretty straightforward. Finding from one of the various ways to destroy. Uh, this creature based on folklore choosing Mm. which one that you want to do to get rid of it. Do you want to take it down to to the charcoal furnace? Do you want to try to stuff it with thorny plants? Do you want to try to get a pair of scissors to scare it away? Or do you just want to reverse it or turn over its body? (laughs) Do you just want to play a really good prank? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's just like, we got you. Got you, dummy. The 
the scissors one to like scare it away is got to be like a temporary thing. So it's like chasing yeah. you throughout yeah. this entire place, and you just grab like some surgical scissors, and like it goes after somebody else. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's it's like a a warding mechanic almost. <laughs> That's the preparedness roll. <laughs> you just like you have scissors, and then it just goes after a parent or an ad- or an adult. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go kill one of those dudes, those grown ass dudes. Now, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's how you uh, like. That's how we like buy time to like go find the body because maybe it's like once like it went missed. Like once it like search. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Like because once you pull off the head, like we have the body, unless like the body goes missing for some re- somehow. Well, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like the children. Are, oh, I would say the body so, so depending quick, on how well the fear check goes, the children will yeah. either leave that room and just know where the body is, or only some of them will succeed, and then they will have to try to pull it out of the room where the Penangolin <laughs> oh, is currently God. fighting. Yes. How ballsy so are these quick, kids? Uh, yeah. I did just grab my copy of Bubblegum Shoe off the shelf behind me, and it totally nice. just does have preparedness as a general skill. Yes. Yeah, so I thought so. Yeah, it's a it's a staple for Gumshoe system. Yeah. All right, I feel like we've done it, gents. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we got a winner here. Awesome. Yeah, I I I, I legitimately like kind of want to like want us to like record and play this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think the the worst thing about like doing this is that we make the scenarios that sound really, really cool, but then but we're... we know what the twist is going to be. So, <sighs> so we would we, we would have to like... invite other people to play it. And yeah, like, so yeah. we don't have to grab so... some other folks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then just have, like, a couple of people in the know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, people were just like, yeah, because then we get the, out- the outside opinion, like, so that we're not, like, so that we, like, basically it's, like, playtesting. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. yeah. We yeah. could even, if we wanted to get really ambitious, we could even like set this up for a bunch of different systems and try them out individually to see how oh. each one of them goes. Mm. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Dibs, Freddy. <laughs> Dibs, the, the the Freddy archetype. Oh, without a doubt, your boy I, is calling Dibs on Freddy. I call yeah, Scooby. Damn, Damn it! it. <laughs> All right, fight to the death. <laughs> da, 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 da. I love how the uh, fight to the death song is always that one goddamn Star Trek song. Yes, Everyone just, always perfect. sings that. Even I've never yeah. even seen Star Trek, and I know that's uh, the goddamn Star Trek death fight song. Yes, uh, it's just so perfect. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, oh man, so maybe fine with with Shaggy. <laughs> hell okay. Yeah. Well, oh god, yeah. Want to take was, us this out? Is great. Yeah, this, this was, was a very productive episode of Monster Stocks. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess for the actual like stocks of the monster. <laughs> um, shit, I'm gonna give this one a high rating. I normally yeah. value low, but like, I uh, feel like that this is an evergreen stock. I'm gonna put it at a solid five to start. Yeah, but I think it's only gonna climb to like a six or a seven within the next year or two. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely put it at, like, a four or five to start, because I was aware of the Penangolin, and I know that it's actually in a lot of... It's beca- it's it's probably one of the more popular of, like, the Indonesian monsters that have, like, come over uh, over this overseas, because, like, we got, like, Pathfinder and, like, D&D has made them, uh, incorporated them into the their monsters, uh, their, uh, their monster manuals and such. Yeah. Um, I've seen it in other games, even. Um... And again, like media, multimedia, like systems, or like movies and stuff of that have them as well. So, like, it's definitely in the in the public eye, yeah, as a creature. Um, but then when you start looking it up, and then, like, based on our uh, idea on on our uh, on our idea for the game and such, um, definitely put it at like a six or seven. Yeah, um, I'm, I think I'm gonna mm-hmm. fall right there along with y'all. I think it's probably gonna be a little bit lower starting for me, maybe like a three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just because like it's it's known a bit more in like the the nerd quote unquote circles. But I think like the average person isn't like average Joe Schmo on the street isn't gonna like a penangolin. What are you saying <laughs> yeah. to me? Um, like it's a known commodity, but it's also a niche. Yes, it's like yeah. super niche. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, it, it, but it's got a lot of a lot of value to start off with, mm-hmm. and I think that's really only going to go up. So, yeah, like a, a, a six or a seven sounds good. All right, cool. All right, that sounds good to me. I think that's awesome. like probably the highest we've given a monster. <laughs> it's definitely the highest I've given a stock. Without yeah, doubt. yeah. It's, it's a it's a good one. Like it's yeah, floating it's head with of... organs that that's going to eat you. <laughs> it's Just good, a... and it it seems like it's it's a safer place for everybody to play in because it's it's like we mentioned before kind of pop culture-y um mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's like to my knowledge and if i am wrong i apologize but it does not seem to bear like a specific like cultural or uh religious or like spiritual significance it, no. it, se- it seems like yeah. something that has more sort of entered the mainstream consciousness yeah and yeah like kyle said if anybody out there knows there's a bit more aware of like the Penangolin. Let us know. We'd love to hear like what y'all what y'all know and what y'all think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, I guess uh, do we want to figure out what we want to do next time we do Monster Talks when we're not uh, running this the, this uh, this like two part game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I kind of picked the Penangolin last time. So do you all yeah. have any ideas for anything? Kyle, what do you got? Oh, beans. I, I would be lying if I said I have anything prepared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will default to review cultist. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, last time you did you did suggest, uh, like, dolls, like creepy dolls. Oh, shit. Okay, I take it back. Creepy dolls. They, <laughs> they exist in every culture, and they are super significant, so I feel a lot more comfortable talking about them. I vote yeah. for creepy dolls. Yeah. Uh, Creepy dolls sounds like, good to me. Not gonna lie, the um, uh, the actual Annabelle doll, the Raggedy Ann doll, I always thought spookier. was more terror. Way yeah, like way that thing, that, that thing's limbs are just like noodles, and they can just come at you and strangle you. <laughs> like, she can tie herself in a knot around your neck. <laughs> yeah, I actually did a comic like once of like somebody talking about the Annabelle movie and like how like they were like kind of disappointed that it was a porcelain doll when like. The the raggedy end doll was creepy. As they're walking past an antique store, and you just see a raggedy end doll in the in the window, bleeding uh, like from the eyes, <laughs> just to like add to the creepiness of them. Like they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I am pro spooky doll. Sold. Um, just like any any spooky small animate thing that should not be animate, I am a fan of. Like one of my neighbors, uh, like several houses down, they have a bunch of um. I've come to call them, like, concrete children in their front lawn. What? <laughs> is it like the is it like the statuaries in uh, in Indianapolis? No, they're, they're very small. Um, are, are they, like, lawn jockeys? No! They're, like, <laughs> what? they're, like, two feet tall, and they're, like, around this little, little pond in their front lawn, and, like... They're just like these little children, like in sundresses, and like one of them has a fishing rod, and they spook me out so much that like, I I, I actually made a monster of the week monster card for them because like, they 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 just spook me so much. Kyle, oh, Kyle, Kyle, I need you to get out of that house. I need you to run, <laughs> run as fast as you can, man. They keep getting closer. I swore the house was like five houses down before, but I guess it's only three now that I'm looking out the window. Oh God! Weird. Run now! <laughs> Just nope out of there. <laughs> but yeah, no. I think like honestly, like right, like you just explained that story. Like, there's a creepy pasta right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, for like, sure. Goddamn. But yeah, okay, yeah. We'll do. Uh, we'll do. We want to uh, find three separate like kind of instances of of creepy dolls, or like, do we just want to talk about creepy dolls in general and like I... brainstorm like an idea for that? Hmm. I think like, do we, yeah. I think we should try and find some examples. Like yeah. each of us find some separate examples, but I think we should definitely tackle it as a whole, and yeah. then maybe kind of present our our examples in there. Yeah, when I we think, try and um, decide what we want to do. Rule though, uh, we uh, either negate or like save cool. the the uh, Annabelle thing for uh, for like the general idea. I'm sorry, no, I'm just, we I'm can't sure. use the. We can't, hmm? I'm just thinking about these fucking concrete children again. Like, 
I had suppressed the memory, and I'm just thinking about it because, like, one well, of our Kyle one, has his. One, yeah, I do. One of our one of our next big products is uh, it's going to be a Kickstarter for a bunch of Monster of the Week uh, monster cards, and it's going to be all um, 100% like non-appropriative original uh, monster cards, um, and. Just nice. like, I put the kids in that deck, and now I'm thinking about that deck, and I'm thinking about these fucking <laughs> kids again, and how much they creep me out. <laughs> well, again, like, to to reference something that we were all familiar with, like, at Gen Con, like, that, the hotel, I can't remember which one it is, the one that's like a train station in uh, Indianapolis. The Crown Plaza. That, the Crown yeah. Plaza, the Crown Plaza That has those statues of people, like, on the trains, <laughs> and, like, walking, mm-hmm. or, like, just, like, what the hell, like... Everybody mm-hmm. has a creepy story about those. So, like, those things are fucking terrifying. Um, yeah. yeah, these things go up to those things like knees, though. Um, but Jesus. oh god, that's if even you, worse. If, if yeah, the, you know what it is for me? It's like if it's little, I'm more scared. Like if a mannequin walked at me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But like, it, make that mannequin really small, like. <laughs> Make it, art, make it one of the art ones, like little like art models. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. Bye. Again, a lawn gnome's like, coming you for you like, in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'll kick a lawn gnome. You put a pointy hat on one of these motherfuckers, and they're done. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I think lawn gnomes have like they were creepy, and then they just got silly, and now they're just like I'll whatever. Ki- I'll like, kick a again, little like, jockey yeah. over. My uh, yeah. my grandmother had a bunch of lawn gnomes all over the house, and um, when when she died, <laughs> oh, we had to clean them all up. A lot of them, gotta say, were showing their penises or buttholes. <laughs> I'm not. This isn't a joke. Oh, well, They're, I think that's time to yeah. call the episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about more about this like on that episode. Yeah, because I'm super so, not kidding. They actually did that. I'm gonna have to try to find a picture of this like flashing ass gnome. <laughs> Okay. Jesus. Awesome. All right. So um, that was Monster Stocks uh, for this week. Um, look forward to uh, possible game test or a game, uh, and our next episode where we talk about creepy dolls. Um, Noah, Kyle, what do you guys have to promote, and how can people find you? Well, I think Kyle has a lot more on his plate, so I'll let him go first. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is. My name is Kyle. I'm a human who's trying to be a better human every day. Um, if you want, we are currently uh, running a Twitch campaign called Star Streamers, a science fantasy game of social media fame, which is basically just a great big critique of uh, science fiction, fantasy, and social media um, in, like, a far-off galaxy just gone absolutely fucking wild where, like, the space equivalent of Logan Paul does like dab on a ring of Saturn. Um, and it's, we're, we're trying to do a campaign that is like, that could literally not be done if it wasn't a live streamed role playing game. Like everyone in the chat, uh, their chat is considered to be canon to the game. It's all diagenic. It appears on the screen. Um, and and the chatters are encouraged to role play and create their own characters, and the characters can even get summoned into battle. Like the whole system is just like buck wild. We're running it in Savage Worlds, the new edition for it. Um, you can find that on Twitch.tv/slash/BestPalBrigade. Definitely come through and definitely role play in the chat with us because it has been Noah's been there. I would uh-huh. say that it's been a goddamn delight. Oh yeah, it's, nice. it's a real fun time, especially getting to to mess with the players. Yeah, there there are like. Uh, menus of like free and like bit donation options that people can use to actively fuck with or help the players and and Noah has been uh decidedly cruel <laughs> yeah yeah just a little bit uh you got to make a character bud you got to get know, that in I there I know I do I need to actually um, read through the new uh Savvy Worlds first so it's almost the same it's almost identically the same thing but I'll okay. help you with it if you need help with it um cool but uh yeah so if you want to come and support that please do uh every week that we stream a role playing game we release a pay what you want uh adventure on drive through rpg or something like that of whatever uh we are playing so we're going to try to do that for the whole year um beyond that um Savage Tokusatsu is wrapping up you'll be able to buy that on drive through rpg soon enough um 
and and we're we're planning our next Kickstarter, which we think is going to be that that monster of the week um, deck of monsters, basically that that like are just going to be all unique and original monsters. Nice. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's definitely going to be super, super cool. Um, even for people who don't play Monster of the Week, if you just want to like interact with some some new and weird monster ideas, definitely do. Cat uh, has come up with a really interesting one about a monster called the Barnstormer that goes to towns that lack culture and basically manipulates them into performing famous uh, plays. Uh, so, like, it might be a tragedy, like like a Romeo and Juliet or a Hamlet, which, unfortunately, the, the citizens of the town do not realize they are playing Hamlet as they kill everyone around them. Oh, God. jeez. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. There are some real winners in there. Um, but, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, that's all I got. Uh, so, for me... Um... I'm on a bunch of podcasts at the moment, so uh, you can find me on like the Role Playing Exchange. I'm pop up on RPPR every now and then. I'm on the Technical Difficulties Gaming Podcast, um, and then there's Kyle and I's show, which is on hiatus at the moment as we kind of figure out what we want to do. Uh, episode of Blood Money, so yeah. you can go and listen to all those episodes for the first two seasons of Riverdale, um, along with some other crazy wackadoo shit, like when we created. Uh, a horny evil god. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Kamen Otaku. That's K-A-M-E-N-O-T-A-K-U. Um, I just retweet a lot of stuff and don't have any real opinions of my own. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's pretty much me. Um, yeah. Okay. Um well, people can reach me at Review Cultus on Twitter. Uh, if you like this, what we just talked about, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Uh, we're on Q6, YouTube, Tumblr, Facebook. Um, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas or other possible monster stock ideas uh, that you'd like us to discuss on the show. And um, I guess until next time, this Al Dente Rigamortis presents Monster Stocks. I've been your host, Review Cultist. I've been Noah. I have been the third one, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Al Dente Rigamortis, like I said before. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>